0: This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Roy Oakes, And I'm Connor Oakes. So it is Sunday, the 22nd of November, a dark day in American history, but uh, time to uh, talk about a couple of things having to do with uh, Donald Trump. A big uh, cover story in New York Times Sunday Magazine today about the uh, possible prosecution of Donald Trump. Right. And so that is uh, a lot of people have very strong opinions uh, of that. Should he be prosecuted? And
1: the counterpoint to that being the op-ed in the NBC on the NBC News website uh, by a Mr. Conway, for a former U.S. legal counsel, uh, and who was involved in the impeachment of Richard Nixon. Uh, and his counterpoint is that he thinks Biden should pardon Trump. Pretty provocative idea. Pretty
0: provocative idea. Might be unpopular with many people. So we're going to get into that. We'll also talk about uh, COVID strategy. Uh, There's this uh, so-called Great Barrington Statement. A bunch of scientists are on board with the idea of protecting the most vulnerable in society, but backing off on the shutdown approach. We'll get into
1: that as well as what they're doing in L.A. County. This would uh, uh, commonly be known as the herd immunity strategy. Right
0: and uh, we, if we've got time we'll get into some uh, lessons from the election for both democrats and republicans so let's uh, let's start with this new york times um, cover story today uh, possible liability uh, by donald trump for crimes Uh, Post presidency. So we know a president out of office may be prosecuted. That's why Gerald Ford had to pardon Richard Nixon in order to end the long national nightmare. Right. Uh, Lawyers for Trump, of course, have been arguing during his presidency. Some of them have kind of crossed the line and argued you know what, Your Honor, a sitting president, uh, he couldn't be prosecuted even if he shot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Uh, That was a controversial position, but soon it's going to be kind of irrelevant because he'll be out of office. Now, pending, of course, our investigations, uh, Southern District of New York on the federal level, uh, at the state level, the district attorney of Manhattan, Cyrus Vance, the 5th or the 8th, whatever he is, uh, has been pursuing possible charges. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, uh, if Trump were to be pardoned, for example,
1: only the federal crimes would go away. Right, because a federal pardon, that uh, is a pardon from the president, uh, gets you off the hook, although you are admitting guilt, for crimes at the federal level. Uh, those are crimes governed by federal law. Crimes governed by state law, which is most crimes, that is most law and most crimes... Well, there are 50 states. There are that's true, there are 50 states. But even even holding aside that, and say you're only a citizen of the one state, and you're being prosecuted by, uh, uh, you know, for crimes, the vast majority of the time, you're being prosecuted for state crimes. I mean, state, that's the joy of federalism, is that the states handle the police process in our country, and so if you uh, run a red light, or you uh, commit a murder, uh, or you defraud somebody, uh, or you do any one of a a a number of other uh, uh, crimes, any number, basically any crime you can name is a state-level crime, and things are only federal crimes if they implicate, for example, uh, interstate commerce, uh, federal banking regulations, patent and trademark law that the federal government runs so that it's uniform across the whole country, or you try to, like, assassinate the president. Yeah, there are
0: a bunch of federal homicide and and fraud crimes, but the vast majority of offenses, you're right, would be on the state level. Yeah. Uh, It it would be so unusual, I don't know if it would be unprecedented, but to make a serious push to prosecute a former president— But I guess if anybody would attract that kind of interest, it would be Donald Donald, J. Trump. The J
1: stands for genius, everybody.
0: So many in America would not only have an appetite for a trial of Donald Trump, I think they would be delighted to see him in prison. We've all run out of Netflix
1: shows. We need to watch something.
0: Right. Now, of course, this is in spite of how controversial and unpopular some past presidents have been, you know, whether it's Nixon or or Clinton or whatever. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this before, this, uh, this sort of appetite. For
1: going ahead and putting a former president on trial. Yeah, even George W. Bush, who the left was vociferously uh, calling a war criminal and uh, who uh, led us into Iraq under false pretenses and lied to us and killed thousands of Americans and millions of uh, people in the Middle East, uh, people didn't really seriously contemplate prosecuting him. For anything under any circumstances.
0: Yeah, the, the rare exception was a guy like Vincent Bugliosi, who was the Charles Manson prosecutor mm-hmm. and a very prolific author. He wrote an 1800 page tome arguing that Lee Harvey Oswald did it alone, speaking of November 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he would sink his teeth into something and he was just very strident. He, yeah. he died several years ago. But before he died, he did write a book called The Prosecution of George W. Bush for Murder. Right. And he made an argument, a serious argument for why George Bush's uh, push for the Iraq war was actually a criminal act that any district attorney in Texas or wherever George W. Bush hung out should have considered prosecuting him for. And of course, people you know, heard that and basically they considered we'll a little bit of a crank, yeah. yeah. But it, it's still symptomatic of the fact that it's possible and some people uh, believe that misdeeds by presidents should not go unpunished. So let's go over some of the categories that uh, this New York Times magazine cover story today talked about their financial crimes by Trump, there are alleged election law violations, obstruction of justice, public corruption, and so on. The financial crimes, of course, you know, New York Times has made a big deal out of out of his tax situation, right. and they've been running you know, gigantic series, you know, one headline after another. Uh, who knows uh, if if that would actually stick? Some people say, well, he stretched the limits of tax avoidance. Did it really cross the line into tax fraud? He apparently had a seventy-three million dollar refund he got uh, ten years ago for a, a casino in Atlantic City. He wrote off seventy grand. For haircuts on The Apprentice TV show. Most financial crimes have a five-year statute of limitations. So it would only be things that he committed since 2015 that would be chargeable. But I mean, famous, famous people do get charged. Leona Helmsley, the, the queen of the hotel scene in New York, she served 18 months in federal prison for using corporate funds to renovate her mansion. I was a former New York City Police Commissioner, Bernard Carrick, who failed to disclose the a gift from a contractor who renovated his Bronx apartment for free. He was was sentenced to four years in prison. Trump uh, pardoned him. Uh, Most experts, I think, are saying that the Trump uh, IRS audit deal probably will remain a civil matter. Could be huge penalties, but maybe... Not prosecution, election law violations. You know the hush money to Stormy Daniels. Uh, it, it helped his reputation and and, and uh, kept domestic tranquility with Melania. But it also helped his election. So and he didn't report it. Is that is that going to justify con- going after him for a conviction? Obstruction of justice. The you know, the whole you know to Comey lay off the the prosecution of this poor uh, general. You know he's a good guy. Or public corruption trying to get the Ukraine to go after Biden. These are the general categories, Connor, do you think that uh, these kinds of things uh, are conviction worthy or prosecution worthy do you think the the American public would be okay with basically relitigating this laundry list of uh, offenses including the financial crimes that we don 't have a lot of detail about maybe it's just lurking beneath the surface right what do you think people's attitude will be look you know the guy lost you know he he's out let's just move on
1: I think that the appetite of the American Left for a prosecution of Donald Trump is so voracious that there is going to be no feeling that we should just move on. I think that there there will be an enormous public backlash uh, against anybody who says, "Well, let's just put this behind us. Why he just lost? Why are we pushing?" Right. You know, and and that I think is evidenced by the public backlash of uh, you know the people who want to consider themselves influencers. Uh, who are talking about the possibility of a of a Trump pardon, the same way that Richard Nixon was pardoned? This is a, a guy who a lot of people will draw a direct through line uh, to say he is the cause of many of the problems facing America today. Now, you can say he's the cause of uh, the problems facing us um, in terms of COVID. You could put, say he's the cause of the problems facing us in terms of the looming. Uh, recession or uh, the government's failure to, but policy differences don't justify criminal prosecution, is what right. most people yeah. would say. Uh, speaking of criminal prosecution, just briefly, there's an interesting question um, uh, as to that that uh, statute of limitations you mentioned, and this is kind of an inside does it baseball get told thing. during that's his the, presidency? That's the exact yeah. question. So, if uh, the government, if the president is immune from prosecution, uh, as the Justice Department concluded in a memo back in two thousand. Uh, then maybe uh, we would toll, that is, put on hold the statute of limitations during the time that he's immune from prosecution. Because after all, the statute of limitations... If it were to run during that time, say he got had won, you know, four more years, then it would be an eight-year span. And what, how are you going to prosecute a guy for crimes with a five-year limitation if right. he's in, pro, in office for eight years? And, so, and an
0: analogous situation is in California. I'm familiar with with the rule, and I imagine a bunch of other states have done the same thing. But in California, the courts and maybe the legislature got involved too. I don't recall in middle in the middle of the pandemic said, hey, uh, if you want to follow. Lawsuit, and you're up against the statute of limitations, not to worry because we're extending it by several months. Right. And so, for some actions under some circumstances, uh, that the, the fact that you really, as a practical matter, weren't in a position to do your normal thing and file a lawsuit means the statute of limitations stopped, or the clock stopped ticking. And so, you're saying the same
1: thing might apply with respect to the period of time Trump was in office. Yeah. Let's talk briefly about the, the ideas. That uh, this uh, this author Conway, not George Conway, uh, Kellyanne's husband, but They're, a different different Conway, Conway, a different lawyer. Oh, you, you you want to get into
0: the issue of whether or not Biden should yeah, Biden should pardon should Trump? Par- and we will Biden. get into that, but we need to take a, a brief pause. So when we come back, Connor's going to tell you whether or not Biden is going to tru- pardon Trump. But oh, first it's, first, first it's gonna he's going to happen. Gonna, he's going to tell you how to how to us. us. Yeah,
1: yeah. So if you like in the show and if you have listened and, and like the show, we really appreciate it if you you'd like uh, uh if you'd share the uh the show if you uh you know, sent it to somebody else who might be interested in law and politics and media and how they all come together and about how to have a civil discussion uh, uh with people with whom you fundamentally disagree something that's very important to do and be able to do in today's america so uh please go on uh, apple uh I- ipod uh, sorry go on ipod oh my god am I 100 years old <laughs> go on <laughs> apple podcasts and uh like Uh, the show. Subscribe to the show. Rate the show. Uh, Leave a little comment. Uh, It really helps us every little bit.
0: So stick with us on Too Many Lawyers. When we come back, uh, will Donald Trump be pardoned by Joe Biden? Stick with us.
1: You can live out your master chef dreams
0: when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit
1: Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.
0: This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm still Connor Oaks. I have to tell you, Connor, when I when you mentioned it before the show, the possibility, I thought it was a joke. The idea of Joe <laughs> Biden to, uh, pardoning Donald Trump. But then you told me this is a serious guy. He, he was a counsel to the Judiciary was, Committee during yes. the
1: Nixon impeachment in, era. In And he seriously
0: is raising this question yeah. of whether
1: Biden should do it. This is a guy who was involved in the Nixon impeachment and who basically says, looking backwards, that... People have now who have now uh, uh, changed their minds. They they previously thought that it was outrageous that Nixon was pardoned and that Johnson said, well, our, non, our long national nightmare, as you said, is over uh, because we're going to put this behind us. We're going to move forward as a nation. We're begin- going to begin to heal. And people excoriated Johnson for that at the time. Well, and f- Ford, Jerry Ford. Sorry, thank you, Jerry Ford, for that at the time. And now Jerry Ford is known widely as somebody who maybe made a difficult decision and brought on a lot of heat for himself, but maybe it was a good idea to oh, do sure. it. Sure, the
0: Democrats have got their big When Jimmy Carter uh, uh, beat uh, Ford, and and so uh,
1: now now they're happy. I guess the idea is that this author, Conway, also is of that mind. I don't really particularly like the arguments that he makes in favor of a Biden pardon of Trump. I mean, he... Partially, there are these weird wiffly whiff, waffly arguments where he says things like, well, there are uh, acceptance of a pardon under uh, this famous Supreme Court case uh, it, back in the early 1900s called Burdick. Accepting a pardon means admitting that you did something wrong, admitting you did it and that it was wrong, but you're accepting the pardon anyway. And he so says, there's
0: some value to that, to people who really hate what Donald Trump did and feel that uh, he, he, there should be a public renunciation of what he did, for for him to have to say, I admit it, I admit I committed a crime, I'm accepting the pardon.
1: As you say, that's the only way you get the pardon. There'd be some value to that, right? The, The real question in my mind is, to whom is that valuable? Is it valuable to people who hate Donald Trump and want to see him suffer? Uh, and do we need to indulge those people? Is there some sort of vengeance factor the in our people want him to suffer a little bit, a little would, bit would, yeah, that would yeah. be okay for them. Maybe you're right. And then on the other hand, we've got people who are Trump supporters, people who will, to their dying day, perhaps, say Trump did nothing wrong, he was a good guy, he got a raw deal, the media was cruel to him, et cetera. it's ironic if their and,
0: dying day was when he shot them on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, that would be them,
1: the height of irony. Gave them COVID on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, that's true. The question is, are those people going to be swayed? Are they going to be brought back into the fold of rational human conversation when they see Donald Trump say, though he would never say it out loud, I thusly accept that I did something wrong and that I will accept the pardon as a result? Will they change their minds? Will they say, wow, I guess Trump maybe did do something wrong? Or will they just say they railroaded Trump, they gave him a raw deal, they lied about him, and now they're trying to stick him with the bill and say that he did something wrong, and they yeah. know they can't actually prosecute him, so they're pardoning him instead? Is that what they're going to do? If, if that's what they're yeah. going to do, which I think is what's going to happen, there's no value no, in this. No real value. I don't <laughs> really think that's an argument for a pardon.
0: So this guy's second point, though, has to do with something more substantive, and that's the remaining state prosecutions that would be available.
1: Right, right. Well, honestly, this doesn't seem like an argument for a pardon at all. It just seems like it, to appease people and say, well, mm-hmm. the federal pardon, don't worry, would at least uh It's not like he's some- getting off scot-free. Right. He's still got state issues. In my mind— If you're willing to prosecute the guy for state issues, how does that not undo all of the goodwill that you might, the healing that you might do by pardoning him for federal issues? Like if you're still going to have a trial of Donald Trump, who cares if it's for federal or for state issues? Nobody in the public knows the difference or cares about the difference. All they care about is uh, whether he's guilty or not and how many years he spends in, in the slammer or doesn't. So it doesn't, in my mind, he's just sort of trying to speak out of both sides of his mouth and say, well, well, let's get let him off for half his crimes, but not the other half. It's like if you had a guy on the hook for using steroids in baseball and you wanted to rehab baseball's image and move forward and get the fans back on your side. And so instead of prosecuting the guy for using steroids and for betting on baseball, you let him off on the betting on baseball stuff, but you got him on the the steroids thing. Right. You're still going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. You're still going to keep making him a reviled figure in baseball history. You're still going to drag the country into this, oh my God, baseball's corrupt and full of cheating thing. It doesn't solve any problems yeah. my mind, I don't get that value. Good point. Doesn't understand. To me, it's really just talking out both sides of his mouth.
0: So, his third argument for pardoning Trump is we're better than that. Kind of like uh, the uh, the, uh, Mrs. Obama point of when they go high, low, when they go low, we go high. And Eric Holder's response to that was when they go low, we we kick him in the ball.
1: (laughs) So, basically, he's saying we're better than this because Trump is the one out there and has been for years saying, lock her up, right? Jail my political opponents, which of course is an abhorrent fascist tactic that autocrats use to silence people's free speech, to end political opposition, to seize power and ride it for the rest of their lives and for their families, to install the Ivanka Trump presidency and thus Trump, <laughs> Ivanka Trump, you know, royalty line, and also blend the line of handbags, a perfume line, right Right, exactly. So are we better than it? Well, hold on now. If somebody says, I'm going to kill you, and then we say, Uh, that's a crime, and we're going to punish you for that crime. And then somebody else comes along and says, well, let's not be just like they are. that's That's not how it works. You have to punish people for crimes. It doesn't lower you or debase you to the level of the criminal to hold a criminal accountable for his crimes. This, again, is not a compelling argument to me, because in my mind... The law enforcement function of government is a well, way different than the law-breaking function of, uh, of, of government uh, in the form of Donald J. Trump as government, which in my mind means that they're very different things. And you've got to hold people accountable for things. That that does not count as stooping to his level.
0: So now we come to the cleanup batter of yeah, arguments yeah, for, the, the, for, ah, for Conway. The argument, big argument right, is... Right, right. Biden would be reaching out to seventy-one or seventy-two yeah. million Americans, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that probably would help the Democrats generally help his reelection uh, yeah. chances. And to, now, what get, do you think? We get to the crux of it.
1: I'm not in favor. Uh, let me just say that right up front. I am not in favor of a Trump pardon. On I'm moral shocked. Ground, this is the big one. Yeah, I'm exactly, shocked. Exactly. Oh yeah, a we'll rumble in the podcast. No, I had no idea this was coming. But I will say that I get where Conway's coming from on this, and I think that it would be a massive olive branch to Trumpers for for Biden to come out and say, look, we had our disagreements and there are people out there who want to ruin this man's life and uh, take him down and see him clapped in irons and, and throw rotten tomatoes at him in the town square. And that's not how we do things after somebody leaves office who we had political disagreements with. Now, is Biden going to alienate a bunch of people like me who understand that what Trump was doing was not just political disagreements, but was operating in bad faith Committing real crimes that had real impacts and killed real Americans, as well as ruining our economy and stacking the deck for the ultra-rich who get massive tax cuts while everyone else suffers, and avoiding, you know, uh, taking steps forward in terms of equality for all Americans—all these horrible things that he did. Those aren't just political differences; these are actively uh, callous at the at best and evil often actions. Well, let me give you. Are you the- going to alienate those people as much as you reach across the aisle to the Trumpers? Yes, and in my mind. Sorry, Biden, your political advantages that you might gain by doing this. Screw you. Get out of here. I don't even want to think about those when I make this decision. I want to think about what's right. Now, I can understand why other people might say I care more about electing Democrats than I care about what's pragmatic, right. Pragmatic, yeah. So, well,
0: the pushback on that, of course, Connor, would be this. Not only should policy differences not justify prosecution decisions... Town Square, clapping irons, throw tomatoes. But personality differences also. Mm, And I would submit that if you could somehow, somehow filter out Donald Trump's personality... And all of the emotion that he engendered and yeah. all of his obnoxiousness yeah. and his making fun of people who are disabled and, yeah. and people who are prisoners of war. And, and so women. On. if you and, the women, and you strip all of that out and you simply instead just objectively somehow
1: uh, assemble a bunch of extra. Yeah.
0: I would say that the verdict on Donald Trump would be
1: very much different. Absolutely. I think it would be the verdict on Mitch McConnell, right? I mean, they're basically the same guy. They have the same goals, largely, except, of course, Donald Trump wants the best for himself. And Mitch McConnell wants the best for the Republican Party and only himself secondarily. Mm -hmm. But they're basically the same guy with the same policy goals, have rich people stay at the top of the pyramid, (laughs) that everybody who has wealth earned it and everybody who's poor deserved it. And- just maintain the status quo. Conserve, as a conservative does, the status quo. Don't change anything. Stack the deck and rule from a minoritarian uh, uh, position of about 46% well, of that's Americans. That's the progressive interpretation yeah, but of, that's, of conservatism and what happened over, the, over what, the last four that's years. That's what America But again, would that doesn't
0: of. justify a, a condemnation to the point of criminal prosecution. Exactly.
1: And that's why nobody's calling for the prosecution of Mitch McConnell. And I think you're absolutely right that people don't. Oh, I think don't, some people are probably. <laughs> well, yeah, I me personally. But, but but most people are not out here trying to do, you know. Lead a vindictive uh, uh, process right. to, to punish Mitch McConnell for all that he has done wrong, even though we could sit, we could waste the entire time until we start recording the podcast next Sunday <laughs> about with all the immoral bad things that Mitch McConnell has done. But nobody's saying lock him up because they don't. You're absolutely right. It's about how much emotional impact he has. He's too good at his job at avoiding having such a negative emotional impact uh, that would bring hellfire down upon himself and the GOP as Trump has done. So I think I think you're absolutely right. There is an emotional factor, but those things matter, right? Like the feelings of Americans matter. All those trumpers out there at rallies with no masks that say F your feelings Trump 2020. Right. Like these they, they don't understand that Feelings do matter. And that's why we're here on this podcast, trying to talk about what would reach across the aisle or what wouldn't. And not just talking about practically, but how do you heal America? Is, Trump, is a Trump well, pardon the I way to heal America? I the way you heal like America
0: someone. and the way you reach across the aisle is that you encourage people who are having anti-intellectual, emotionally grounded reactions, whether they are far left or far right, you should encourage them to get a life— And instead, just look at things using critical thinking skills, because, I mean, you know, I don't know. uh, The bottom line is that people shouldn't let the fact that they hate politicians Mm -hmm. drive their reactions. They should try to ignore personalities I mean, people should uh, have set aside the fact that they didn't like Catholics, and that's why they were going to vote against John Kennedy, but a lot of of people hated Catholics, and they voted against John Kennedy. A lot of people just didn't like Bill Clinton's style. They didn't like the fact that Hillary was pushy and so on, Mm -hmm. but they should set that aside and say, look, are are these good policies that are being promoted? And similarly, I think people should have set aside a lot of the fury they
1: felt about Donald Trump and tried to be a little more objective about his policies. Absolutely. You know what? I agree. I think more conservatives should have been objective and looked deep inside themselves and said, wow, well, man, I can't... I I know I've said to myself that I can't in good conscience vote for somebody who's, who is so morally repugnant and devoid uh, of a compass as Donald Trump. Human, but you know what? Followers. Darn it. He got us a tax cut for the ultra-millionaires. He put a bunch of people uh, uh, in cages when they tried to cross the border and separated them from their kids. He's, you know... I've been in favor of limiting abortion access uh, for women all over the country and, and helped GOP politicians down ballot achieve those goals. He has gotten me everything I want as a conservative, and I should just put aside the fact that he's a horrible, terrible human being, hold my nose and vote for the well, guy. Well, there's
0: that interpretation. I'm going to just leave it that maybe both sides should uh, maybe. ratchet down the emotional level. When we come back... Should Donald Trump pardon himself, (laughs) can he, and is there a secret strategy that would get him a pardon without him actually giving it to himself? Stick with us on Too Many Lawyers.
1: You can live out your master
0: chef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done
1: well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.
0: This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm still Connor So what do you think about this scenario, Connor? Okay. Uh, A, Donald Trump pardons himself. A lot right, of people, right. constitutional scholars, say, mm, you know, the Supreme Court hasn't exactly weighed in on this, but it seems to go against the very essence of the whole rationale right. behind it seems very wrong. And so it would be litigated, probably have to go up to the U.S. Supreme Court. From Trump's perspective, he's probably thinking to himself, well, I'm, okay. I got it made, yeah. I'm okay with it percolating up to the Supreme Court. Right. I appointed a third of those folks anyway, so yeah. that's option A. Option B, Donald Trump resigns two days before the end of his term. Right. Based on the understanding, he's had a chat in the, the uh, Oval Office with Mike Pence, and the deal is in, the fix is in, Pence will pardon him and make the speech about healing and so on.
1: Mikey P, do me a... Favor, give him is salad. In which case,
0: of course, either You'll Mike Pence, Mike Pence is absolutely a pariah because right. he did this weirdo thing, right. or maybe he's hoisted on seventy-one million pairs of shoulders. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think, Connor? Were any of this viable?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Supreme Court is your previ- head is spinning, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Supreme Court has previously held that the pardon power is unreviewable. So that actually does throw in a wrinkle uh, to say that maybe the Supreme Court would just uh, This just their, might work. Yeah, throw their hands up and say, look, we have said that the pardon power is unreviewable, so we can't be stepping in and saying the, pardon, the president shouldn't have pardoned this guy on death row or whatever. Although remember, state governors are probably the ones who have to pardon uh, people on death row.
0: And but- yet, if it was a bribe, then they would... They would review it. I think.
1: I think the exercise of the pardon of power has been is is granted quote granted without limit, uh, and so there really is uh, no limit to the the, the person, the people uh, that Trump uh, or any president can pardon. Period. And I mean, they're just as we know, they're just kind of thrown around willy nilly on uh, the way out of office on the yeah, last. Yeah, but what week about or the so. my
0: bribe example? If there were irrefutable evidence that it somehow emerged a day or two after uh, a pardon by the president, right? That there was a big stack of money, changed hands, and the reason Trump issued a pardon is because he took a bribe. I think the courts would review that.
1: I think there'd be a lot of pressure on them to review, yep. change their decision, to revise And if stance. they can do
0: that, then why can't they look into whether the idea of pardoning yourself it does so much violence to the concept of the pardon yeah. that uh, we if, should review it?
1: If you believe in precedent, which I largely don't, uh, you might think— Uh, that the fact that they've said that the, the pardon power is unreviewable would tie their hands there. But I think you're right that it's entirely possible that if it was politically expedient for them to do so, they would then review their decision if the public backlash was too great. Again, Is my position and opinion that the Supreme Court is an inherently political body, that they make decisions largely to benefit their own interests and the interests of the people that they like and support, and that the whole idea of Supreme Court precedent is a fiction that they make up to cover uh, for their own self-interested decisions? So are they actually bound by their own precedent that presidential pardons are unreviewable? No, I don't think so because they're not bound by anything. So what about Plan
0: B, Mike Pence? He's got two days to be president. Right. Just settles into that big chair Mike in the Oval Pence Office. Do
1: for those two days, He's put his feet up on the on the Resolute Desk. Sure. I mean, obviously his wife is in the room the whole time because he can't, <laughs> you can't let Mike Pence be alone with the presidency uh, without his wife present. Obviously. But what are he always You're saying do? the do presidency they... is a feminine entity? Oh, absolutely. In my mind, first of it's Lady Justice, oh. et cetera. Yeah. No, I think mostly oh. Mike. Does the uh, risky business sunglasses white shirt slide around the uh, uh, around the <laughs> Somehow office? Somehow I don't days. see
0: Mike Pants doing.
1: the He Tom would of Cruise course thing. never do it without pants. In fact, he'd wear two pairs of pants just to show everyone that there's no way his dangling would ever come out. Uh, but he and his wife would slide around uh, the, the the West Wing, uh, singing and dancing like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. And then uh, I think he'd, he'd probably uh, throw a big party, which is to say he and his wife would be all alone, because that's their version of a big party. So what do you
0: think if Donald Trump came to him a week before the end of the term and said, Mike, would you do this? What do you think Pence would, would Absolutely.
1: Do- he's done everything else that Trump has said. He's not uh, once. Don't you think he might push back? Why? Uh, because he gets to be president for a little while. He gets to be seen as the guy. So, who seems so tricky. So sneaky. It. If Yeah. Like that's ever going to stop. Look, it, it, he's. he A resignation a... of the presidency
0: for the sole purpose of Donald Trump getting a pardon this get is off all, from under federal crime?
1: This is all part of the. It's all part of the story that we we pardon Trump in order to uh, uh, get the 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 lamestream media and the Democrats off his back. Pence so he can go wants live to run, run for
0: president in four years. What do you think that would do to his chances? Don't, don't you think it would make him a pariah? No,
1: I think that would lock up. The, the Trump nomination in support of
0: him. Well, wait a minute. His Trump supporters. Oh, absolutely. Trump and Pence would have a, a cage fight. They'd mud wrestle for the nomination in twenty twenty
1: four. That could right. be awkward. It, I mean, it, I think it'd be like a a Putin Medvedev situation. They'd just trade the presidency and vice presidency back and forth to dodge the term limit rules. I mean, th- these guys are so on the same team and in uh, each other's back pockets. I'm
0: on record here saying not going to happen. Not it wouldn't gonna be happen. prudent.
1: Wouldn't be prudent. Okay, I can believe that. I can believe that. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Coming up soon. Do we, we we really just will just like we'll see on December fourteen if Trump finally backs out and with his, his narrative maintained if finally concedes the presidency uh, the presidential election because the the, the state electors are selected by the appropriate bodies instead of, you know, some GOP shenanigans, the electors are chosen, they vote in the Electoral College on December 14, then is that is the day that we will have the president. And I think uh, in the future, um, you know, all future uh, uh, co- contests, it will again be December 14 it will be the magic day uh, when we learn whether or not uh, the GOP can actually orchestrate a way to steal the Electoral College. Uh, in this case, I don't think they'll be and,
0: able to. And on that, we can uh, update things a little bit, uh, although you're going to hear this uh, podcast on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, the 25th. Today is Sunday, the 22nd. But we just know from yesterday, Saturday, a federal judge in Pennsylvania dismissed Trump's lawsuit that sought to toss out a bunch of votes. The judge said the suit was an attempt to get rid of legally cast votes. What, yeah. what do you know? Um, Rudy Giuliani, I think, has fixed his uh, hair dye situation. So that's good. <laughs> Poor Rudy. Trump's going to appeal that decision of right. Saturday up to the Court of Appeals, the Third Circuit, and then go to the U.S. Supreme Court. But yeah. even if he won, it wouldn't affect uh, Pennsylvania's outcome. Biden no. won by 80,000 way way we're they, talking about 8,000 at stake in, in Philadelphia. Right.
1: The only way that the, the, the courts ever overturn anything, that is the, the only way that the, the, the Trump campaign actually wins the election somehow, is that we go with the uh, Kaylee McEnany and Rudy Giuliani line that if you see a systematic pattern of voter fraud, then you can extrapolate that. To places where we haven't seen any fraud. Speaking of not going to happen, it wouldn't be proven. right? Exactly. Then you can throw out all these legally cast ballots, and that's what this judge said in this most recent opinion. He said, "What you're asking me to do is to throw out ballots that we know are legally cast, just because you're worried that there yeah. is fraud involved somewhere just, in there." There's
0: no chance this is happen. all for show. I've actually done a little crunching. I have a little actuarial science oh, in yeah, my yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. I've done some yeah, crunching. Yeah, 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 yeah. The chance Trump will win and, and turn it around is the same as the chance of an asteroid destroying the Golden Gate Bridge in the next five minutes.
1: Hashtag asteroid, big asteroid 2020. Please, yep. somebody end it all. I vote for the asteroid.
0: So the Pennsylvania suit is, is kaput. Michigan is going to be uh, certifying its results this week. A, a judge denied an attempt there to stop counting absentee ballots. Trump's argument was the poll observers weren't given access. And again, all sorts of terrible things. Lots of dead people vote. Lots of good ballots are thrown out and torn up by bipartisan by people. When you have 150 million votes, You have a few thousand people doing creepy illegal things but, you know, why uh, the the Trump lawyers would be embarrassing themselves by going into court after court, standing up and pounding the table, and the judges all say the same thing. I'm here to listen to valid evidence. Lay it on me. Show oh, me what you, you got. Don't, you don't have any? You I guess. got nothing. Yeah. Uh, so no. now the conspiracy theories also are being floated by Trump. Trump is saying that there was foreign interference from Venezuela. There was some software that the dictator used down there to My switch votes from the other yeah. guys to the yeah. dictator. And, you know, well, fine, you got evidence. They're just
1: trying to throw up, kick up up enough dust. And once you kick up enough dust, you lower public trust in the election. And once there's no public trust in the election, right now we're at about 25% of, uh, 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 say, 25% of Americans are hardcore Trumpers, right? Uh, 50% because you've got about 30% of Americans eligible voted for, for Trump, let's say 25% or 20% of them are hardcore Trumpers. If you get all of them to sign up to the idea that the entire election was fraudulent, it's all BS, then maybe you have enough public pressure to actually throw out the results of the election and have a new election or just install Trump. I don't think that's enough. I, I think you need 40%, 50%, 60% of the American population, and they're nowhere near it. They're a third plus, of where they need Plus,
0: it. you need judges to buy these legal arguments, yeah. and, and it ain't happening. No. Uh, the GOP reaction is interesting, Connor, because it seems like a third of them are saying all right, enough already, let's move ahead, it's obvious, let's get on with it, just to go ahead and concede. Yeah. A third of them are saying, look, this doesn't look good, but he, he has a right to pursue his legal challenges. I mean, Gore took 37 days back in 2000, so, you know, let's, and a third of them are saying, like Trump is saying, it was rigged, it was stolen, I actually won bigly, bigly. Uh, lots lots of votes, you know, were, were fraudulent yeah. and so on, but... Again, it's just talk. It it is satisfying his ego. It is maybe setting up some sort of future political activity or
1: media activity. He wants to show that he was robbed so that he has the best argument uh, for when he runs in 24.
0: Well, we'll find out uh, if uh, these states certified. uh,
1: Hashtag uh, Meteor 2020 and (laughs) it all.
0: (laughs) We'll see you next time on Too Many Lawyers.